The Business Animal Podcast is proudly sponsored by WP Engine, your resource for managed WordPress hosting, and Keep, the premier CRM software for small business. Head over to thebusinessanimal.com for the best deals on these two amazing products. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kara. Hey, Kara, I want to ask you something. Do you ever have trouble writing things? Like getting ideas, getting things started, getting it <laughs> do going? Do I ever? <laughs> This is a real question. Of course I do. I, it's like a daily basis for me. I have to like struggle to write content. I have to struggle to write website copy. I have to struggle to write emails. Like it's a daily battle. And of course I've got some things in place for that. But yes, Kim, what a, what a timely question about our subject today. How silly. How silly of me to ask that question. So here's a little confession that I have to make. Most of the time writing is super easy for me. The written word just goes right out of me. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But there are times that I struggle with it too. There are times that I don't have an idea or I'm not quite in the moment. (laughs) Okay, they're kind of rare. But I do know how to help people with writer's block because there are some things that I know how to do that will kickstart even if I'm having a little bit of difficulty in getting myself to write. So if you haven't guessed already, that's what our topic is today is to overcome writer's block. And we know that you guys out there, you have things that you have to write for your business. And oddly enough, it kind of floors me that probably 25 or 30 years ago, if you'd asked somebody like right at the beginning of the internet age, like right when we were starting to get around to like emails, that if in 2022, did they think that we would be having more or less written communication, they probably would have said way less. And the truth is, is we have way more written communication now than we would have ever imagined. I mean, text messages, social media posts, digital downloads, which we just did an episode on, blog posts, content, white papers. I mean, the amount of written content that you're expected to produce as a business owner in 2022 is astounding. Would you agree with that? Wait a minute. That makes a lot of sense because when you started writing content, you were basically having to tap it into the wall of your cave. So the rest of us (laughs) that are starting our content journey have something called voice to text, (laughs) which makes our lives so much easier and a computer. So it makes a lot of sense to me that when you first started writing, of course you wouldn't write as much. Yeah. (laughs) And have as much content to put out there. My whole decade older than you has me in the stone age. Is that where we're going today? My my whole decade older than you has me in the stone age. Oh my goodness. So yes, I had to carve it on the wall because it was the only way to do it. But written communication. Yeah, it was tough life. But even voice to text. Well, first of all, I can't do that. I have a weird ass Missouri accent that Siri just can't cope with. She turns my words into things that should not be for public consumption. I don't know why she can't understand me, but she is horrible 
horrible at taking dictation. She, I would have fired her ages ago if she was an employee. So I actually do have to type it out. Some people actually have to handwrite stuff. I can't do that. I have to have a typewriter to do it. But anyway, the whole concept here is you've got a lot of written communication that you have to get out into the world. And there are times that you sit down and you stare at that blank white screen or the blank white page in front of you and you're blocked. There's no ideas coming. There's no words coming out. What you do write seems to be weird or awful and you keep hitting the backspace key. And if this has ever been you, this episode is for you because we've got three things that you can do to help yourself overcome writer's block. So the truth is, is we're all writing every day as business owners. We're either having to write emails, we're having to put out social media content probably way more often than we want to be. We're writing blog posts, we're creating documents, we're creating our digital content. Check out our last episode if you missed that one. So all of these things are happening and some days it probably is super easy and you're flowing and you got it going and you've got all the ideas and you've got all the words. But other days, especially on days when you have to write because it has to get done. It's just, you're just not feeling it. It's not there for you. So what do you do? Because even, you know, folks like Kim who can write all the time, she still has her days where the words are just not coming. So we've got a big three for you today. The first one, do something boring or something that you can do without thinking. Okay. Number two, organize your thoughts into an outline. And number three is going to be free write. Now you think to yourself, okay, I heard the big three. I can turn off the episode. Stop. Do not do that. Because we have to fill you in on the big three. There's some little pieces here that you will miss if you end the show thinking boom, boom, and boom, I have the three things, okay? So Kim, why don't you start with the do something boring or mundane? <laughs> mundane, yes. And or read. There's there's another little little caveat on the end of that. So this is going to sound... Yeah, but reading's not boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> reading isn't boring. <laughs> but um, so mundane and reading kind of, for me, fall into the same category. So first of all, mundane things are things that you can do that involve your physical body, but they're so repetitive or simple that your brain can wander. So think about it this way. Your brain has to operate your body. And if you're doing something complex or if your brain is really entertained, it's not going to be able to think about what is in front of you as far as like on the blank page, right? If there's something really interesting going on in your office, like your dogs are playing on the floor or, you know, you can hear a, a really interesting podcast or a TV show in the background, you're not going to be able to get words out. It just doesn't work that way. But if you go and do something that does have some physical activity to it, but doesn't have much mental input required, is not complex, and you have to think about it a lot, then you will start to find that the thoughts come along. So my favorite ways to do this are when I'm driving. Now, this sounds crazy because you would think, okay, you have to have a lot of mental input to drive a car, Kim. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> so if you're driving in traffic, maybe, but I spend a lot of time ping pong balling back between Missouri and the Rocky Mountains. And I drive that I-70 corridor a lot. And let me tell you, you can put the cruise control on and your mind can wander because Kansas is not that visually <laughs> stimulating. I still think it's a pretty place. 
but it's not overly stimulating. Sorry, Kansas people. Yeah, I love Kansas, but I drive it so much. At any rate, it's it's a great way for me to write stuff. And what I find myself doing when I'm driving across Kansas is I will try to allow myself some extra hours because I know that it's going to be creatively stimulating for me to be in the car doing that. And then I'll I have my favorite little haunts that I'll pull over with my laptop and actually write. I've been known to write poetry in the truck (laughs) and I've been known to write articles in the truck and I have some places that I like to pull over to get like a bite to eat and then I sit in the restaurant or the coffee shop. I love the Caribou coffee shop in I think it is Goodland, Kansas. They're like one of my favorite places and I'll stop there and I'll write for an hour and then get back in the truck and drive. So I'll like get all my ideas going. But driving is a great way. Don't keep your radio on. That's the key. You have to turn the radio off. Like if you're singing and having fun or listening to a podcast, don't turn it off all the time because we want you to listen to this podcast. But do occasionally turn the radio off. Just let it be silent and drive somewhere dull and you'll be good. Another way that I love to do this is cleaning stalls. And I don't think there's a horse person alive that wouldn't agree with the statement that cleaning stalls is about 10% physical labor and 90% solving your and the world's problems or coming up with creative ideas. There is something about shoveling horse poop that just makes you connected <laughs> to your creative soul. I, I don't know what it is, but it's a true statement. Housework is something that some people can get this creativity going for. Personally, me, I hate housework, so I'm just always really pissy when I'm doing it, so it doesn't work well for me. Things that other things that I know other people do are like playing little repetitive games on your phone. Candy Crush is a really good one because it doesn't take a lot of brain power to like touch the little candies and your mind can wander. So basically what I'm saying is anything that puts your hands to work and get your brains to start being able to wander around looking for creativity. What are some of your favorite ways to do mundane tasks that boost your creativity, Kara? Well, okay, I have two things to say here. Walking the dog is probably a big one. I do that every single day, and it's kind of how I start my morning. Drop the kiddo off at school, come home, walk the dogs. And then the walking the dogs is a great, it gets me outside. I feel good. Weather's usually lovely because it's early, and I do a lot of thinking when I'm walking the dogs. The same thing with riding. I'm not training my horse, so I'm not having to think about every little thing. I am relaxing. We're enjoying nature together. We're wandering around the property. We're not doing anything complex. So I able to do a lot of thinking when I ride. The thing I would say about some of this is that the ideas are going to come, but they will also leave just as quickly as they came. So you've got to have something nearby to ride on. My favorite thing is my notes in my phone. It's usually almost always in my back pocket. I can pull it out, do a quick voice note to save for later, and I can come back to it later. So if anyone ever steals my phone, all my million dollar ideas are in my notes <laughs> section. So just in case my phone ever disappears. Mine too, actually. Mine too. <laughs> too. My notes section, I have hundreds of them in there, but you're going to have to work for it because I train my notes together. You'll have to sort it out between the grocery list, my to-do list, the million dollar idea, and then there will be, you know, goat vaccination dates or something in there. (laughs) You got a mind for it. it You 
got a mind for those million dollar ideas in between all of the mundane things that are are in my phone as my notes. So yeah. Anything else that you do to get yourself creatively stimulated? Well, sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, standing up from your desk and cleaning up your workspace or organizing your workspace. I have found I just get really grossed out sometimes when my desk is way too messy. And it's like, how can I focus on something new and fresh when my space looks like a tornado came through it. So I'll spend a little time cleaning up my space. That can make a big difference in my mindset around kind of thinking about things to write. You know, I already mentioned the dog walking and the writing, but if that's not something that you do regularly, get outside, do something, go for a hike, go for a jog, just be in nature. I mean, I don't know what it is about nature, but I am always inspired and feel more creative when I can feel the wind, I can smell the smells, I can touch the grass. That just does something to me. I definitely would suggest reducing distraction. So while Kim talks about Candy Crush, I, for me, that would not work. My brain is just firing off in too many different directions. So I would, I have to reduce distractions. So for me, this usually means the opposite. It means I have to get offline. I have to get off the computer. I have to get off my phone. I have to get it away from me for a little while. And I have to you know, just have it so that I'm not getting pinged when I'm in a train of thought and have feeling like I need to, you know, be in two different places at once. Also, you know, Kim mentioned going on a drive and then working from the coffee shop or working from the side of the road, you know, work somewhere different, go to the coffee shop, right in the barn, go to the park and write. One of the best things I did for a while was I was working a job where I had to do a lot of writing, but kind of boring writing, but it was really challenging me for me to come up with the words. And sometimes I would just get out of the office, go down the the street there was a little it was a little place it was called crispers i don't even know if they exist anymore but they would let me sit there and they had great internet and i could just write and write and write if i had lunch so it was awesome those would be my suggestions Are you looking to bring awareness to your equine-based product or service or create a unique way for your audience to feel connected to your brand? Quality horse photos tell your story and breathe life into your marketing. They draw your customers in and create an emotional connection. Powerful images communicate your core values and highlight the benefits your product offers, ultimately proving your business is a voice your customers can trust. It's time to use dynamic images that define your small business and separate you from the rest of the herd. Fast Horse Photography's professional photo library features thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse-related. Now, finding the right horse images for your website, social media, and marketing needs is easier than ever. Help your audience see that your brand offers the answers they are looking for. Search for the perfect images for your equine business right now. Spur your customers into action with FastHorsePhotography.com. That's FastHorsePhotography.com. There's one other thing. So I've told you go to the mundane as part of being able to stimulate your creativity. Also, there are people like myself that can feed off of chaos. So if you are one of those people, like if the mundane is not working for you, you might try chaotic. So one of the things that I've learned about myself is that if I have to work hard enough to block out everything going on around me, then I can focus better, but I'm weird. 
So I will tell you that this is not always the easiest thing to do, but I will choose a noisy coffee shop. I will go to that noisy coffee shop. And because I have to block everything out because it's just chaotic, it helps me really stay completely focused. But that I think is the exception for most people rather than the rule. I do have a friend who writes a lot of books. And what she does is she will book a motel room and she will go stay at the motel for days on end and write her book. Now, she occasionally will have really cool motel rooms. Personally, for me, I'd have to have a boring motel room or I would be out doing something or a chaotic motel room as as the case may be. Another thing that I learned in college when I was in college for creative writing was that reading is another form of mental stimulation that can get you to write. So all great writers tend to read voraciously. I mean, they, they consume a lot of content as well as create a lot of content. So get to yourself about reading because look at it this way. We read to respond. We listen to respond. So when you read something that will stimulate you to respond to it, it will help you be able to create your next written piece. We also read to gain clarity, right? So we can get our thoughts organized, make sure that we're in the right vein, right? So clarity is another reason that we read. So it's a clarity and learning. We also read to gain perspective on whatever it is that we're wanting to write about. So all of those things when you read can really help you be able to stimulate your writing and get you up and going. So Kara, I have to ask you, check your phone. That is my chaotic desk. I just sent you a picture of my chaotic desk. So you're going to have to look at that and see. Oh, no. (laughs) That's not so bad. I'm glad she said that's not so bad. Well, hold on. What is that stuff in the Tupperware right there? That's kind of creepy. You got something like a Tupperware lid or something right there. We had a lot of dishes in the dishwasher, so I had to use the Tupperware lid as a plate. And you have your Art of the Cowgirl mug on the counter. That's pretty cute. Yep. All right. It's not, it's not, okay. It's not great. I'm going to be honest. It's not great, (laughs) but it's not terrible. I'll send you mine real quick too. Actually, you know what would be fun is if people who are listening to this, I would love to see your writing space just out of curiosity. Like, what does your desk look like? And please. Oh, that's so fun. And if you're like embarrassed or something, you could DM us that so you don't have to put it out publicly on social media. But if you're not, please show it. But don't clean up in (laughs) advance, right? Because I'm kind of curious. I do work well with chaos around me as well as like it, it's it, one stream or the other, either nothing has to be happening or it has to be completely chaotic. But it, the chaos has to have nothing to do with me, by the way. <laughs> like I can't be in a chaotic situation where I have to be participating in the chaos, then I can't think. But if the chaos is totally unrelated to me, like a coffee house, then it really helps me creatively. So number two of our big three is to organize your thoughts into an outline. Kara, this is up your alley too. You like to organize things. As a matter of fact, that's the way we do the creativity for this podcast is we create an outline for every single episode. Why don't you talk a little bit about your outlining process? 
Well, I feel like a lot of the things that we've talked about on the show lately come back to outlines. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think, I don't know, I, I do like outlines. I do find myself pulling from outlines a lot. I would encourage people to start by, first of all, think about your content goals. Like what, what do you want to do with the content? What kind of content do you need to create? Or the goals of what you're attempting to write, if it's not for content, if you're trying to create a blog post or, or just something else. Think about what the goals are and use that to start your outline. And then I always like to encourage people in terms of, you know, we're talking about organizing your thoughts and and whatnot, but sometimes it's helpful if you just kind of have an ongoing running list of ideas that you can pull from or kind of feed off of when you're thinking about needing to write something. So yeah, I, I love to organize. I love to put down some key points. And, you know, one of the things that Kim taught me a few months ago and she encouraged me is that get your outline down on paper, but you don't have to start necessarily writing at point number one. You know, if there's something that you're thinking about or that's on your heart or that you just you know, it's, it's just bursting to come out, start there and let that be what gets you rolling. And then the rest of it will start to fill in as you go. And I found that to be, I don't know if I ever told you, Kim, but I found that to be super valuable because I'm someone that's like, okay, I have to start at the beginning and it has to have an intro and I've got to have that squared away before I get to the meat and potatoes of the content. So I found that really helpful. I'm glad you did. And I will tell you for me personally, I always write the intro last. <laughs> So I always do. I always end with the beginning, which is sort of weird. And sometimes I'll write the end first, because uh, I know that's where I want to, to go toward, especially if it's business writing. If it's fiction or something creative, I tend to let that flow in the order that it comes. But when I'm writing from an outline, I do skip around a lot, because I'll have an idea that I really want to flesh out in a certain spot. And I try to make my outlines detailed enough that it's really comfortable for for me to be able to do that. That's the key in creating the outline is making sure it's detailed enough that you'll be able to skip around in it like that. And outlines are fluid, folks. When you create the outline, back to uh, the cave painting thing, it's you're not carving it into the stone on the cave side. Your early days. Yeah, my early writing days when I, I couldn't be edited because it was permanently carved <laughs> inside of the cave. You're not that way with your outline. You can flex and be fluid with it and move it around and stuff like that. So make sure you make sure you do that. I would say grab the wisps of ideas as they come to because sometimes you'll be writing an idea will pop into your brain and you're like, okay, I'm going to get to that in just a second. And then when you're ready to get to it, it's gone. So like if you ha jot it down real quick, type it down real quick, whatever you have to do so that you don't lose it when you need it. And I will tell you, sometimes dreams are not always the best place to get your ideas because <laughs> I had this great dream last night and I was thinking to myself, oh my God, I want to write about that in my content. And I woke up the next morning and I had remembered what it was and it was a terrible idea, <laughs> like the worst. I'm so glad I didn't start writing in the middle of the night. But what is it about your middle of the night inspiration that sometimes you think is incredible and then the next morning it's like total... Bleh. Anyway, it was a really it was a side note there. Yeah, it's, it's true. So back in college, one of the things that we would do is we would get, okay, this is terrible. We would get high in some variety or drink and then write in the middle of being in some that euphoria. And then because you think that you've got something amazing, right? And then you read it the next day. You're like, no, <laughs> I immediately need to quit drinking right now because if that's the thoughts I'm having... <laughs> just is not good for humanity. <laughs> 
So yes, the altered state can be a little bit rough (laughs) for you to be able to create from. If you're interested in ideas, so I'm going to get super woo-woo. Ideas for me, are, I believe in the big magic. Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Big Magic, she posits that ideas are entities and they come to you. And if you don't engage with them and make a contract with them, they go off to the next person. So that idea fleets through your head. And if you don't grab it and do something with it, it finds somebody else who will do something with it. So read that book. It's an amazing book. It's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And I think it's a very interesting concept about how ideation works and how you can capture those ideas as they come through. Like Kira said, those little wisps that fly by you, make sure you grab a hold of them and get them written down somewhere in the notes of your phone or anything like that so that you can grab a hold of them. Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by bemorebusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E business.com. See you there. So the last suggestion for overcoming writer's block is called free writing. So this is the practice of getting a piece of paper and some people posit that it works best if you're using handwriting like pen on an actual paper. I hate writing. It hurts my wrist. So on a piece of paper, I like to do it on a computer. So I type faster on a computer. So I do it on the computer. But some people say that you do need a piece of paper for this. And if it doesn't work on the computer, try the piece of paper because that may be the that may be the secret sauce in getting it to work. But the goal here is to get your inner critic out of the way because a lot of us edit ourselves before we put something down on the paper. And depending upon how loud your inner critic is, a lot of times they will trump you to the point that your creative part of self is like, I'm out. <laughs> You're just not paying attention to me. I'm just out. And they it leaves, right? It doesn't. It's like, okay, inner critic wants to run the show. More power to you. Go for it. So then you don't get anything done. So the goal in free writing is to help facilitate getting your inner critic to just go play somewhere else for a little while. And the thing that you have to do is just write whatever comes in your head. So if what comes into your head is, I hate writing, this blank page is stupid. I can't believe I'm sitting here. Kim and Kara know nothing about how to overcome writer's block. This is just not working for me. I just can't believe that we're doing this. Write it. Because what you're doing is you're teaching your creative part of self. You're building a relationship with that part that says, I'm going to let you step forward and help. And so you're able to get things down on the page. Now, what happens is after all of that craziness comes out, the resistance, all of the things like you're, a lot of people will be like, I have to go to the grocery store today and we're out of mustard and it was awful last night. We couldn't eat our hot dogs because we didn't have mustard, you know, kind of thing. After you get all of that out, then it starts to the creativity starts to come in and you'll actually start to see really creative things pop up in the free writing. I recommend that you don't overwhelm yourself with this right away. 
like set your timer for 10 minutes and start with 10 and then progress yourself to 15 or 20 or 30 minutes of free writing. And if you do it every single day at the same time, it's really interesting in that that will become your creative time. So pick a time that it's really good for you to do it. Sit down and free write every single day. And when you free write, you'll start to see that those times now it gets to be less of the things about hot dogs and resistance and it becomes more about what you're actually needing to write. So that's the goal of free writing. And the hot dog thing actually happened in our household. We were out of mustard the other night. How frustrating. So do you have any recommendation around using writing props? I do. So I think you're trying to get me to write, talk about our writing group. <laughs> that was a nice question to get me to Maybe. discuss the writing group that I lead. <laughs> Or if you don't want to talk about that, I mean, just talking about the use of prompts, I think, as a jumping point. Absolutely. So sometimes prompts will help you. A lot of times prompts help you come up with an idea to write about more than help you facilitate getting an idea out that you already have. So if you're trying to come up with an idea and you're stuck with what do you want to write about, there are a ton of books that are just nothing but writing prompts. I mean, that's that's all they are. There are hundreds of thousands of writing prompts that you can get your hands on. If you want to write more creatively about a topic that you already have an idea about, there are some other prompts that you can use. And that's what my creative writing group that I do once a week on Mondays is all about. Now, this is a very closed group. We've been meeting for almost two, well, a little over two years now, actually. And it's it's amazing what we can produce. We all produce a blog post every Monday morning. And what we do is we come to the group with that in mind. So they're all we're all in the same industry and we bring a word so everybody brings a word and we put the words into a list and the goal is to write a blog post and include all of those words and what this does is this pushes you out of your comfort zone because sometimes the words get really wonky people like to like toss a a wrench in the monkey's plans so to speak with that with that writers group so they'll bring words that are just really really out there for it's of coaches is what it is and so it'll it's like how am i going to get that into a blog about coaching but we're able to work them in most of the time and it becomes this really good creative stimulation in order to get a a blog post out. And it does push you out of your comfort zone and into places where you really do come up with some really good ideas. So that's another thing you can do. And joining a creative writing group is amazing. I a little hesitant to tell people to join a critique group (laughs) because... Those are only for the foolhardy and and highly resistant to criticism people. But the creation creative writing groups are really good to belong to if you want to really improve your writing or to expand it. I would guess there's a lot of online social media, that sort of thing that you can get into too for prompts and, you know, just inspiration. So I've not done a lot of research to look into that, but my guess is it seems like there's a group out there for everyone. And if you don't have a book, I'm sure you can Google writing prompts as well and get a whole list of ideas just to get you started somewhere. I'm sure too. Google is just all full of really good stuff to help you. And we've talked about it several times, but if you're trying to write content, content for a blog or for something for marketing. Google is an outstanding resource and 
Googling a specific topic that you would like to express yourself around in writing and then looking down that list of other people also ask questions or people also ask questions. That is always a really good place to get ideas that will stimulate you to write more. And when I said back at number one, reading, reading doesn't have to be a book. Reading can be Google. Reading can be somebody else's blog. Reading can be any of a multitude of things. And actually, if you don't have time to read, you can listen. You can listen to audiobooks or stuff like that as well. You can also mine your own content for new ideas. So if you've done some writing in the past, go back through some of the old stuff that you've done. Some things might jump out at you that would inspire you to go more in depth or to take an opposite perspective or a different perspective of some kind. And another thing that I have found really helpful, especially when I'm trying to create like um, social media content or I'm trying to get ideas for blog posts, is if I have a general idea of what I want to talk about, a lot of times I'll search, I'll go on Instagram and search a hashtag related to it and just look at what other people, like what kind of conversations are happening out there. And that can be really, it can be really great for idea generation. So it'll get you thinking about just things that you never thought about before that are related to your subject matter. The other thing I would say is read the news, look at current events, you know, what's happening in the world around you right now, that maybe you have something you want to say or can somehow connect what you do or what you want to talk to, to the, the current events that are happening. I can certainly relate, you know, to using the news and the and the events that are happening in the world around us for for when I need to do some writing and to get past that writer's block. Absolutely. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Are you okay with me sharing a woo-woo idea about writing ideas and prompts and getting over writer's block? Well, I guess. I mean, I'll take, how about I take my headphones off and, and just not listen, and then you go ahead and say it, and then I'll wait and hear it when I listen to the show later and see if I agree. You'll like it. You'll think it's a great idea anyway. Okay. So <laughs> I I am a collector of card decks. So you know all these like crazy card decks people do. Our good friend Melissa Pierce did one that's not so crazy. It's called Wisdom from a Horse's Heart deck. And it has cards that are have horses on them. And if you flip it over, it's got a little cinnamon or saying. And then I have another deck that I have here on my desk that I've been playing with lately. It's called the Animal Spirit Oracle. And you can draw a card out of it and it will give you kind of like people use it for meditation or stuff like that about things. But they also make really good writing prompts. So you can draw a card and then that's your writing prompt. So I picked off the top of this, I picked a card called chameleon spirit that says act as if well I could use that as a writing prompt right so I could if I'm looking for a blog content to write I could write an entire blog kind of focused on what this particular card means or talk about chameleon as a metaphor or something so yeah it gets a little woo woo and out there but again it gets you to think outside the box and that rut that gets in your brain about saying the same thing over and over again you got to think of a more unique way to do it which helps you creativity and helps you get out there. So that was a mildly woo-woo thing. There are so many of these card decks on Amazon and you can get them. They're usually pretty reasonably priced. There's even ones with marketing prompts on them, but those are boring. <laughs> get the cool ones. I, I particularly would recommend this one. 
The Spirit Animal Oracle by Colette Baron reed Very pretty deck. All right. So is that it for our ideas around overcoming writer's block for the animal-based entrepreneur? For me, it is anyway. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to just recap the big three real quick. We're going to do something mundane, aka boring in my book. Just something that's going, that you can do without thinking, that you can enjoy without thinking, that's going to hopefully stimulate ideas, get your brain working. The second thing, we're going to organize our thoughts into an outline. And just a reminder on this, you don't have to start at the beginning of your outline. Just get it down on paper. And if something is inspiring to you, skip to that section and get it down. And then the third thing that Kim and I talked about was free writing and using prompts. And there's just all sorts of ideas to get you inspired to do some free writing. So we are excited to see where you guys go from here with your writing. And Kim mentioned earlier in the episode, send us a picture of your writing space. We want to see what it looks like. I've sent Kim mine. Kim sent me hers. Maybe I'll sneak behind Kim's back and I'll post them to our stories or something sometime later today so people can see, you know, how how messy we are sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please consider following us online on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at The Business Animal. We'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think about this episode. And um, if you haven't done so already, please consider leaving us a rating and review, especially if you like the episode. If you're kind of like, eh, like iffy about some of the <laughs> stuff we do, just, just skip that part. But if you like what we do, please rate and review. We really would love to hear from you guys. And it would mean the world to us and help other people like you find us online. So thank you guys so much. Wishing you guys a wonderful day. And hopefully you are inspired to do some writing and move past the writer's block. Only good reviews are allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.